Coming up on this bonus edition of the Locked On Bucks podcast, we are going to touch on the injury report, the final injury report, who's in, who's out, who's questionable between the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Atlanta Falcons. But we have a discussion about the Antonio Brown and Mike Edwards suspensions, the fallout from the NFL for the COVID-19 protocol violations, a joint three-game suspension from the NFL and NFL Players Association. David and I are going to get into what happened. We're going to give our thoughts on how things should play out. Let's get to it. You are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up and welcome to the Locked On Bucks podcast free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. We appreciate you making us your first listen or first watch every day. And welcome into a bonus episode. I'm James Yarko, joined as always by David Harrison. You can find all of our written content over at BucksNation.com. Make sure you follow along on Twitter at Locked On Bucks, at JYarko underscore Bucks, at DHarrison82, and at Bucks underscore Nation. And always, as always, we, we appreciate you guys making the Locked On Bucks podcast first listen or view every day. Our second Friday drop here. So maybe it's your second listen and your second view or fifth. I don't, whatever it is, we appreciate you guys for tuning in to this bonus episode. We are going to get to the Antonio Brown and Mike Edwards uh, suspensions. That news dropped after James and I recorded our original Friday preview episode. Uh, if you heard that episode, there was a quick one minute kind of immediate reaction. Uh, that I recorded for the network that I went ahead and included in the episode just so that it was involved in there. But we're going to take a little bit of a deeper look at the situation and what's going on and then what we think the Buccaneers will and should do uh, moving forward. I know a lot of people have a lot of opinions about this situation, James. So pretty much no way we're going to make everybody happy. So I guess we might as well just do what we always do and uh, you know be honest. But first and foremost, injury reports. And we don't usually get to talk about the final injury report before the weekend because we don't usually have a late Friday or Saturday drop, but here we are. So let's take advantage of that opportunity. Jalen Darden, uh, wide receiver, and Jordan Whitehead both ruled out for this game. Jalen Darden, not that much of a surprise, obviously. I know, you know that injury coming into the week, I think a lot of people kind of had it on their radar that he probably wasn't going to be available. But Jordan Whitehead is is the the surprise uh, of this whole thing. And, and um the the quote unquote analysis right of of the injury from Bruce Arians right now is that the calf or that the injury that he he suffered is very significant now. Again, we we've had some concerns about Vitavea, we've had some some concerns about Jamal Dean stuff like that. And some of those injuries, the Buccaneers have been kind of lucky with how serious some of these injuries are. So we'll have to wait and see uh, for the totality of that. Ali Marpet, meanwhile, Jamal Dean speaking of the devil and and Devin White all questionable for this game. You have to believe if they can go that they will go. And then for the Atlanta Falcons side of things, they're only going to be missing Jonathan Bullard from their active roster. He has been ruled out. Of course, they're already missing Calvin Ridley, who I don't think is returning for the rest of the season. It doesn't seem like out on a personal matter. Uh, And then of course, they've got some other players on injured reserve, including one of their tight ends, leaving rookie Kyle Pitts kind of carry the weight there. And that's been an up and down experience as well. So before we jump into AB James, what are your thoughts immediately on these injury updates? Uh, couldn't be a worse time for the Jordan Whitehead injury with Mike Edwards now suspended. That leaves the the lone safety is Antoine Winfield Jr. So that's that's going to be tough. But Ross Cockrell did get some cross training. He did get a lot of work in the offseason during training camp and the preseason at safety. He was doing more work at that position uh, throughout the week. So it looks like he's going to be in, in kind of a rotation there. But 
the Jordan Whitehead injury on top of the Mike Edwards suspension is a huge blow. Um, it is worth noting the Buccaneers did activate Carlton Davis off of injured reserve. He will be active and will play against the Atlanta Falcons. I believe Jamel Dean will go, which means we finally get to see on the field Davis, Dean, and Murphy Bunting all together. I also think Marpet and Devin White are both going to play. You had Aaron Stinney move to injured reserve, so the uh, the backup there is going to be Nick Leverett, who received a game ball for his efforts uh, in Indianapolis this past week. So I, I would say the most significant thing uh, would be Jordan Whitehead not playing and Carlton Davis returning. Yeah, and as a lot of people have already identified, that Jordan Whitehead injury coming out of you know left field or kind of coming out of nowhere, obviously made all the more important because of the suspension of Mike Edwards. And speaking of that, it, it deals with the story surrounding Antonio Brown. That's what the nation is talking about, or the, the football-watching nation, that national pundits. It's all about A.B., right? But Mike Edwards, obviously, a part of that. Here's what we we kind of know, right? And a lot of that, if not most of this, is coming from Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. He's got a great write-up of the entire situation as far as the accusations are concerned. Greg Allman obviously has been conveying information through The Athletic uh, and on Twitter as well. But both of those behind paywalls these days. I know The Times has like some free reads. If you're out of the free reads, we do have some synopsis write-ups on uh, BucksNation.com. Again, crediting uh, Rick Stroud. Those are his reports. Bucks Nation is not reporting that. We're just conveying the information and then giving our opinions and analysis on the situation at hand, just like we're going to do here. So basically, back on November 18th, Rick Shaw comes out with this report, a former personal chef of Antonio Brown's claiming that he owed he is owed $10,000 more than what he was paid by AB for his services. AB refusing to pay, basically saying he doesn't owe that amount of money. So then the personal chef did what some people will do and went forward and said, listen, I know this information about you. I'm not trying to use it against you. I just want what's owed to me. But if you don't do that, I'm going to be forced to take action. Went through several several different uh, options. Contacted the agent at one point. Went to a Hollywood fixer like this story. If you do have access to Tampa Bay Times, I suggest you read it. It's got all kinds of stuff other than like murder and 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 affairs and all that stuff. It's got a lot of stuff involved in it that a Hollywood script would have involved in it. Um, he went to the they went to the team. Uh, apparently, at what time? Not sure. At one point, not sure what the team necessarily officially said, but basically said. We're not a part of this, you know, uh, and the yeah, the Buccaneers are not responsible for a player paying or not paying their personal chef. Uh, so then finally he went to the media. He went to Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Obviously, they ran the story. And basically the story goes that over the summer or, you know, late summer uh, period, a Antonio Brown's girlfriend communicated to him, said, hey, we need some some forged vaccination cards for COVID-19 vaccinations for AB uh, and for herself. And it turns out also for uh, a couple other players is what was reported at the time, the, the identity of those players were not reported in that story and that AB essentially wanted the forged cards because he didn't want to get the COVID shot, but he wanted to report that he had been fully vaccinated against COVID-19. At the time, Antonio Brown's people, you know, Antonio Brown through his people asserting that he was, he was vaccinated and all this was made up. I mean, basically flat out calling the personal chef a liar uh, and all of these other things. And then move forward, fast forward. Obviously, the NFL has been looking into this since the report came out again, November 18th from the Tampa Bay Times. And then on Thursday, levying the suspension on Antonio Brown, Mike Edwards, and John Franklin, the third John Franklin, the third no longer part of the team as of right now. Obviously, Mike Edwards, a very critical part of the team right now, as is AB. All three of those guys now suspended for the next three games, starting with Atlanta with week 13. So they will not be able to return until week 16 after sitting out 13, 14 
and 15. So that's what we we know as of right now. Now, of course, the reports, again, coming mostly from the agent are that AB is now or was fully vaccinated. The NFL didn't put in their statement, basically didn't say that they had forged vaccine cards. Like nobody really is talking about the cards or forgeries or non-forgeries directly, right? So any assertion that that's what we're talking about, unfortunately, it's 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 assumption, and it might be a strong assumption, right? It might be a very educated guess, and I got that. But at the end of the day, nobody really coming out talking about the existence or the prior existence or the current existence of forged vaccination cards. But the agent is reiterating that AB not only supports the vaccine but is fully vaccinated. Mike Edwards, honestly, I don't think Mike Edwards is saying much of anything, and his agent didn't say much of anything. And fortunately for him, uh, he's in a situation where this whole thing is kind of going on AB. And he's really not going to have to say anything. We'll see what happens when they come back, uh, whether or not the media, uh, the local Tampa media specifically presses either of them or if they're even made available to the media to talk about this. They, they very well may not. So that's basically what we know right now in a nutshell about the situation. In the end of the day, and at the end of the day, the NFL suspending both AB and Mike Edwards three games for misrepresenting uh, their COVID vaccine, their COVID vaccination status so in the next segment james this has been tied into another previous COVID 19 related story in the national football league a very big one involving other big names we're going to talk about the comparison the contrast contrast of both those stories and kind of untangle some of the reasons why that person that team necessarily didn't get as big a punishment as antonio brown and mike edwards are doing uh, are getting right now before we move into the break jenna lane of course covers the buccaneers for espn she did tweet out on Thursday that a source told her that Antonio Brown and Mike Edwards are legitimately vaccinated now. So we're going to dive a little bit more into that later on, but you know, they are legitimately vaccinated now. So we'll, we'll see how that plays out, but we do, you know, try to bring as much information as we possibly can because our listeners listen to podcasts for the power of knowledge. But if they switch to Boost Mobile for the power of saving money, that is something that they certainly could do. Because with Boost, you get the power of a free 5G phone so you can listen to all the latest episodes of Locked On Bucks and any other podcasts you listen to. The power of three unlimited data lines for $30 a month per line so your family can harness all that brain power too. And the power of one of America's largest 5G network, so you can do it all at the speed of 5G. With all that money you'll save and the knowledge you'll gain, how powerful will you become? Switch to Boost Mobile and find out. You can get a free Samsung Galaxy A32 5G when you switch to one of America's largest 5G networks. More power to save Boost Mobile. Free phone limited to new customers and one per line. Additional restrictions apply. Offers and coverage not available everywhere for all phones and networks. See BoostMobile.com for details. This holiday season, grab the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar and some of them even better than a candy bar. Built bar filled with so much holiday goodness, rich with decadent flavor, covered in chocolate, but amazingly low in calorie, sugar, net carbs, and fat and high in protein. You get the best of both worlds, delicious and healthy. So many flavors you'll have a hard time choosing. Are you going to have the raspberry, the mint brownie, one of my favorites, the cherry or the double chocolate? Cookies and cream is great and peanut butter brownie. I know, James, it's one of our favorites personally between the two of us. Built Bar gives you that extra fuel you need to bust down those mall doors and battle all the holiday shoppers. Unless you're like me and all your holiday shopping is already done. 
Or if you're just standing in endless shopping lines, Built Bar can give you that extra something to keep you going. So throw one in your jacket pocket, your purse, your backpack, whatever you're carrying. You never know when you might need it. Fans of the product are certainly passionate about their favorite flavors. So go ahead, tell Santa to throw a few Built Bar bars in your stockings. Dip your favorite Built Bar into a cup of hot cocoa, especially some of those marshmallowy treats around this time of the holidays. Get your hands on those Built Bar puffs if you haven't tried them already. They're light, fluffy, and marshmallowy through and through. Different flavors all covered in chocolate. Tastes so good, you won't believe that they're filled with protein. Go to Built.com right now. Use the promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off your next order again that promo code lock 15 for 15 percent off the best tasting protein bar on the market at built.com segment two here at the locked on bucks podcast a bonus episode thank you for making this show your first listen or view every single day whether you're on the podcast stream whether you're on the youtube please click subscribe or follow leave us a thumbs up leave us a rating let us know what you think of the show what you think about the tampa bay buccaneers of course we're here talking about the Antonio Brown, Mike Edwards suspension for mismanaging or misrepresenting their COVID-19 statuses. And and of course, James, uh, this entire story from the moment it dropped really has a report and an accusation all the way up till now. Uh, Of course, it's been tied to a similar situation going on or that went on rather with the Green Bay Packers and their quarterback, Aaron Rodgers, who during the early part of the offseason or preseason program was asked about his COVID vaccination status if he wanted to volunteer that of course not something he has to volunteer or anybody has to volunteer but was asked about it and basically he responded with I'm immunized if that's the pro I can't I always stumble over that word here's here's kind of the thing that a lot of people are talking about so Aaron Rodgers saying that he's immunized later on he ends up getting COVID-19 and of course he's famously on uh, the uh, Pat McAfee show while he's recovering from uh, his his positive test and sitting out and then it comes to light that Aaron Rodgers was never vaccinated and then all these comments come back up and everybody kind of realizes oh he never said he was vaccinated he just said he was immune to the virus and it comes out that he you know has some other means that he went through that you know more of more of a kind of a holistic medicine type of approach uh than than a traditional scientific med- medicinal approach that he went through that he considered himself to be immune from uh the virus obviously he wasn't immune but you know who knows whether or not his methods were helpful in his dealing and, and coping and getting through it. Now, in, in that light, right, there were things that were happening during the season that didn't fall in line with COVID protocols that were put in place by the NFLPA and the NFL. So Aaron Rodgers was found to be violating some of those things, including meeting with other players, coaches, and personnel on the field after games without a mask on, stuff like that, and, and social distancing and, and kind of violating some of those things that are in place for unvaccinated players. So what Aaron Rodgers was uh, was eventually punished for was violating the COVID protocols for an unvaccinated player, being around other players without masks on, social distancing, stuff like that, because the NFL knew that Aaron Rodgers was not vaccinated. The Green Bay Packers knew that Aaron Rodgers was not vaccinated. The Green Bay Packers also were fined because they knew that Aaron Rodgers wasn't vaccinated, and they also allowed him to violate those protocols without stopping him from violating said protocols, which is why they got fined, which is why Aaron Rodgers got fined. Something to make clear, I think, in this situation, James, Aaron Rodgers did not lie about his vaccination status. Aaron Rodgers circum- circumvented the question <laughs> about his vaccination status to the media. And I promise you, I've not read the entire NFL, NFL, PA, COVID-19 protocol checklist and, and all that stuff. I am willing to almost guarantee there are no stipulations in there about what players can and cannot say to the media about their vaccination statuses. So Aaron Rodgers misleading the media 
and the media not connecting the dots of a guy who just said, I'm in, I'm immune instead of saying I'm vaccinated when he's asked if he was vaccinated. Like I didn't see the comments when they have, I don't cover the green Bay Packers and I don't really care about the green Bay Packers unless they're playing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers media literacy. One Oh one James says, if you ask somebody like, let's take this to the basic situation. You have children. I have children. A lot of people have children. If your child has green beans on their plate and then you turn around, the green beans are gone and you say, did you eat your green beans? And the child says, my green beans aren't on my plate. Are you going to believe that they ate the green beans? I'm not. So if you're in the media, ate those green beans. (laughs) If you're in the media and you say, hey, player A, did you get the vaccine? And they say, I'm immune. I'm not going to lie. I'm going to assume that you did not get the vaccine because of that answer. Yeah, pretty much. And, And here's my thing about the whole Aaron Rodgers situation. And you laid it out perfectly. They, the NFL knew that he wasn't vaccinated. The Green Bay Packers knew he wasn't vaccinated, but he was still meeting with the media in person without a mask. He was still intermingling with players on the field without a mask. He was not social distancing, all of those things. Real quick, I want to jump over to the NFL and NFLPA joint statement that was in the press release for the suspensions of Antonio Brown, Mike Edwards, and John Franklin. They said, quote, The health and safety of players and personnel is our top priority. The protocols were jointly developed, working with our respective experts to ensure that we are practicing and playing football as safely as possible during the ongoing pandemic. The NFL NFLPA jointly reinforced their commitment and further emphasized the importance of strict adherence to the protocols to protect the well-being of everyone associated with the NFL, end quote. So my thing is this, Antonio Brown, Mike Edwards were not suspended for providing fake vaccination cards. They were suspended for violating COVID protocols. Aaron Rodgers also violated COVID protocols. So in retrospect, Aaron Rodgers probably should have suffered some sort of suspension for violating those joint protocols. Yeah, and, and you're not alone in that thinking. A lot of Buccaneers fans have been on social media. Uh, I shared my article uh, about the the suspension announcement on several Facebook groups, uh, Buccaneers Facebook groups. We shared it on Twitter, and we've gotten a lot of feedback, and a lot of people feel the same way, that if A.B. and Mike Edwards are getting suspended and John Franklin, even though he's not on a team, why didn't Aaron Rodgers get suspended? And here's, here's kind of how I will look at that, and you look at it from kind of a legal precedence, right? You go back to the Aaron Rodgers situation. Aaron Rodgers violated, violated COVID-19 protocols, right? If you look at any transgression, crime, whatever you, however you want to label it, uh, 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 you know, whatever, just bad things that people do, nothing is ever carbon copied, right? What Aaron Rodgers did is different in execution than what Antonio Brown, Mike Edwards, and John Franklin did. And when you look at the Aaron Rodgers situation, yes, he violated COVID-19 protocols. The same COVID-19 protocols that AB, Mike Edwards, and John Franklin have also violated. However, you also have and the statement that the NFL put out is it does, it classifies, it talks about the misrepresentation of their vaccination status. Again, Aaron Rodgers wasn't, wasn't found in violation of misrepresenting his COVID-19 status to the league. And that's what they're worried about. They don't care about the media. Like they can misrepresent themselves in the media. All you want, you're not getting suspended for that. What the Buccaneers players did is misrepresent their status to the league and violate those protocols. So there's a little bit of extra layer, like in the black and white, they all miss, they all, didn't follow protocols, like got that part. But there are different levels of this thing. 
And I think that because of the forge document potential, and again, nobody's confirming that they actually submitted the forge. So I don't want to go too far into that. But the fact of the matter is that the NFL has found them to misrepresent their COVID vaccine status because of that added layer of this thing. You have to go above Aaron Rodgers. You can't give Aaron Rodgers and these guys the exact same punishment. Sure. So honestly, if you're a Bucks fan, you should be happy that Aaron Rodgers didn't get suspended. Because if Aaron Rodgers got suspended three games for what he did, Antonio Brown and Mike, Mike Edwards are going to miss four, six. You know what I mean? You have to go above what Aaron Rodgers did because these guys went above what Aaron Rodgers did with the misrepresentation of their vaccine status to the NFL and to other players and to their own organization. I mean, Bruce Arians said they got duped. You have to go above what Aaron Rodgers got. So if Aaron Rodgers gets three games, these guys are getting six as far as I'm concerned. If Aaron Rodgers gets six games, these guys are out for the rest of the season. So honestly, in retrospect, you have to be – I would be happy if I'm a Bucks fan because they're not not—they're not equal. The, the actions that were taken are not equal. Therefore, the punishments should not and cannot be equal either. Um, and honestly, I think that when they levied the fine against Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, the NFL and the NFLPA probably took that in consideration and said, listen, honestly, this is like the bare minimum of COVID violations. So let's not go too high because if we get a worse one than this. We're going to have to go higher than that. And we don't want to set the punishment bar high on a on, on a low level offense. Yeah, and you're 100 percent right. They they did have to go above what Aaron Rodgers got. And I'm not I, I, I didn't mean to come across as advocating that Aaron Rodgers should have gotten three games. Maybe he should have gotten one. Um, but the one thing that I will say before we kind of wrap this up, and I'll, I'll do it quick in case you have any reaction. If Jenna Lane's report, if her sources are correct, and Antonio Brown, Mike Edwards are legitimately vaccinated, yeah. my curiosity would be, when did the right. legitimate vaccination happen? Because yeah. you could make the argument that what Aaron Rodgers was doing was more dangerous than Antonio Brown and Edwards misrepresenting their status because at that point Aaron Rodgers is getting away with mingling with people throughout the facility mingling with people on the field could have spread it to another team whereas Antonio Brown Mike Edwards back in July said oh yeah we got it and then maybe they didn't get it until September so you you would have had an extended period of time where Aaron Rodgers was immunized but very easily could have been spreading it. So it, it's a tricky situation. I do not envy the NFL and NFLPA's position in all of this. And honestly, that's information I don't think we're ever going to get because that's personal medical information that the NFL is not going to reveal. The NFLPA is not going to reveal. So basically, the only way we're going to ever find out when Antonio Brown and Mike Edwards and John Franklin III got legitimately vaccine or vaccinated is if one of them tells us and even if one of them tells us it doesn't mean that the other two follow you know what i mean like follow the same suit what i so i and i would agree like if the detail came out that aaron Rodgers is misrepresenting himself to the public and therefore potentially other teams because like i highly doubt the detroit lions get a report of here's all the vaccinated players for green bay and all here's all the like i highly doubt that's something that's happening then yeah like a lions player is going across saying you know i'm shaking the hands of a vaccinated player i'm a vaccinated player so i think we're both safe so I would agree that you have the potential to be spreading and not for nothing, but the, the Packers, the Bears uh, are just two teams that have had some COVID breakouts happen. Uh, I'm not saying necessarily that Aaron Rodgers was patient zero in that situation, but it certainly could have been a danger. Now, if Antonio Brown and Mike Edwards, John Franklin, their situation ended, you know, was was discovered or they decided to go the, the appropriate route in training camp before joint practices stuff like that. So the only people they put in and into into harm's way, and I don't want to say only as in like mitigating 
value, but whereas their own team, putting your own team at risk and putting other teams at risk as well are two different things. So again, that would be a mitigating circumstance. I think the lying though to the league and misre well, not lying, misrepresenting yourself to the league. I think that is like to me, and you know the NFL, if it's against the shield, whew, they're coming at you. So I think that's gonna be no matter how this boils down, that is gonna end up being the mitigating standard that made them escalate the punishment. All right, well, we're going to get to our thoughts on what the Buccaneers should do about all this coming up in just a minute. But if I were any of you, uh, I would head over to Bet Online and i throw some money down on Notre Dame winning the 2023 National Championship because if you saw the video of those players after Marcus Freeman was announced as head coach, that team was jacked. That is an excited football team, and they are going to play their hearts out for a coach that they dearly love. And you could have made some money if you had put down some money on uh, on the odds that Marcus Freeman was going to become a head coach because Bet Online has you covered all season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head over to the updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with promo code LOCKED ON. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, UFC, right down to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait. Take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. Wrapping things up here on a bonus episode of the Locked On Bucks podcast. James Jericho, David Harrison on Twitter at jarco underscore bucks at dharrison82. David. Let's dive into this real quick. We have some opinions that we are going to give, and I have a question that has been rolling around in my brain all day that I wanted to ask you on this episode. Mm -hmm. But the Buccaneers released a statement following the suspensions, and it was it was brief. What their statement was, was, quote, we appreciate the league's timely handling of this matter and recognize the importance of the health and safety protocols that have been established. We will continue to implement all league COVID-19 protocols. End quote. That's it. Yep. That's all they said. Bruce Arians in his post came or in his uh, post practice media availability on Friday started by telling all the reporters, I'm not talking about Antonio Brown or Mike Edwards for the next three weeks. They are not here. This has nothing to do with our game against Atlanta. So I don't care. That was he was up front. He is not talking about these players for the next three weeks. Do not ask him. That leads us to what the Buccaneers are going to do. And I think Greg Allman is 100% right. If the Buccaneers were going to cut Antonio Brown, it would have happened either yesterday or today. I disagree. Okay. All right. Well, we remember when Antonio Brown was signed, Bruce Arians basically said, You so much as fart in the locker room and it stinks too much. You're out of here. In my opinion, and I'll, I'll get yours, mm. if Antonio Brown was the sole violator in this situation, I think he gets cut. Mm -hmm. The fact that Mike Edwards is also involved, and I'm not including John Franklin in this because he's not with the team right now, but right. because Mike Edwards is also involved, I think that is what is going to allow Antonio Brown to stay. Now, in your opinion, mm -hmm. Is Antonio Brown going to remain a member of this football team 
team after the suspension is up. And do you think Mike Edwards' involvement in all this has any play in what they do with Antonio Brown? Uh, yes and no in that order. Yes, I think Antonio Brown will stay a member of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. No, I don't think Mike Edwards being involved has anything to do with it because I think Bruce Arians tries to be a fair person, not an equal person. And, and you can have this conversation in a lot of different parts of, of today's world and, and just life in general. Equal is not fair and fair is not equal. Fair, Antonio Brown has a very checkered past uh, yes. with all kinds of different realms and, and, and threads involved. We're not going to dive deep into that. Everybody knows for the most part what they need to know about the situation going all the way back to college. Honestly, like this isn't, you know, just NFL Antonio Brown. He's got problems going all the way back to college. The Buccaneers accepted that history when they brought Antonio Brown on for the purposes of winning. Like that was it. Like that's why Antonio Brown is with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers is because they wanted to win and they saw that he had the potential to allow them to do so. And he did. He brought a very big part of the, of the game to them and allowed them to and help them in winning a Super Bowl. Mike Edwards, this is a, a first-time transgression, at least from the public eye now. Maybe he's got some internal issues being late to meetings or something. I don't know if he does, and I'm not aware of them. But this is his first dip in the pool of violating NFL policy and protocol, at least that I can remember. Correct me if I'm wrong, and I'm, I'm not remembering one. But this is the first time for Mike Edwards. They're not the same. They're not equal in, in, in misconduct. They're not equal in behavior. And honestly, Mike Edwards is a young – he's a young player, you know, all young players, and I don't want to – take too much credit away from himself right but he's still young he's still imp- i remember being that age you're still impressionable okay you're not beyond being influenced by somebody and i'm not saying that ab like hey bro come over here i got this haha like you know follow me and i'll lead the way mike edwards is a grown man he makes his own decisions but i am not going to respond to mike edwards in his first transgression against nfl policy or protocols for anything really other than like you know some pretty egregious stuff uh the same way I'm going to with AB and then vice versa. That being said, Antonio Brown was brought here to win. Why I disagree with Greg Allman is if you release Antonio Brown right now, and again, suspension rules make it a little bit hazy, so I'm not 100%, but if you release Antonio Brown right now, basically you give, even if they're not allowed to talk to him right now because he's suspended, you give any NFL team looking to add wide receiver depth three weeks to either talk to him if they're allowed, if they're not, to put together their package of how they're going to recruit Antonio Brown. This violation would not keep other competitors from trying to sign Antonio Brown. Right. You don't think the Los Angeles Rams would right. immediately go after Antonio Brown if the Buccaneers released him? You're out of your mind. The Los Angeles Rams have already proven they're going to do anything above signing a convicted murderer, okay, to win a Super Bowl this year. Antonio Brown violating COVID-19 protocols but now being fully vaccinated does not meet their list of of hands off, you know what I mean, type of guys. Absolutely. Kansas City Chiefs, absolutely. Buffalo Bills, 100%. Antonio Brown would be on a team as soon as he's allowed to be on a team again, okay? Period. That is why he's not going to leave the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because not only would he be on another team, James, he would be on another team with all of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers plays, all of their calls, all of their checks, and all of their signals, okay? That the number one. The worst case scenario for Antonio Brown in this situation with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers is he gets charged with a felony, which again is only if the forgery is actually true, which we don't have confirmation of. But if that part is true and it gets investigated and he gets charged with a felony, he's getting suspended by the league. He's not going to be playing football. The Buccaneers don't even need to deal with that. Or worst case scenario is the Buccaneers suspend him indefinitely 
for actions to the detriment of the franchise. That is the furthest this is going to go. Antonio Brown will be a member of the Buccaneers. Mike Edwards will be a member of the Buccaneers three weeks from now. Yeah, I I agree completely. I just, I was kind of thinking, you know what? If Antonio Brown did this all by himself, he could be out on the street. You're you're 100% right, though. The Rams, the Packers, the Chiefs, the Bills, these, these teams that are getting ready for a playoff push, they'll take Antonio Brown. But I thought, you know what? Maybe because there was another player involved, uh, it, it might have saved him a little bit, might have given him a little bit more wiggle room that he wasn't the the only violator of this. But yeah, you're you're a hundred a hundred percent right. Mm. Uh, with that, David, I think uh, it's time to to wrap it up People real quick. Their- yeah, and I promise yeah. this is actually real quick. Uh, <laughs> I think really the biggest lesson here and. Bruce Arians, and I'm not, I don't want to speak for Bruce, right? I don't want to sp- speak for BA, but this is for, for all of us out here, right? This is why you don't speak in definitives, right? Bruce Arians say he's got one strike and he's out, you know, yeah. da, 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 and all this other stuff. And now it's being thrown back in his face. I think BA is going to sleep just fine keeping Antonio Brown on this team, but that's why it's being thrown in his face because he's spoken in definitive. And I don't, you know, again, I'm not even like, I honestly don't think BA is going to care uh, one wink about the fact that he's being called out for, for this. And well, what are you going to do? He already knows what he's going to do. Um, but yeah, but if, I mean, listen, and, and if BA meant it, I mean, look, if BA meant it and he, and he really meant it, then you might see Antonio Brown hit the waiver wire in week 16, or I, I would be very surprised, but at least if he hits a waiver wire in week 16, now teams in week 16 are having to scramble to figure out how they can put this together and get him on the team. If they're going to bring him on their team and, and all those things. Right. And, and that also gives the team more time. Cause again, a lot of people have pointed out. If he forged, if he got a forged COVID nineteen vaccination card, that's a felony. And there are have already been people. There was a couple uh, that I was told about that uh, tried to go onto a cruise with forged vaccine cards. They got busted for having forged cards, and they were charged with a felony. So I'm not saying it's going to happen, but if that happens in these next three weeks, uh, this whole thing is going to be decided for them beforehand. Right, and the other the other thing to think about is Bruce Arians can make him a healthy scratch once he comes back. You know, yeah. healthy scratch every week and no other team. I think the NFLPA might have a little bit of a problem with them going that route. But, yeah, I mean, there, there are a lot of other mechanisms. Yeah. I don't think Antonio Brown gets set into the wild of the NFL free agency pool or the waiver wire even. And, honestly, if they waive him, I mean, I don't know. Like, there's nothing really stopping the New York Jets from being like, yeah, we want AB. <laughs> That's right. Well, and take this as, as a lesson. Always leave yourself a little bit of wiggle room for things that you don't necessarily anticipate. Uh, as David said, don't speak in definitives because you you just never know what can happen. David, with that, let's get out of here and end this bonus episode. We thank all of you for making Locked on Bucks your first listen or first watch every day. In this case, maybe it's your last listen or your last watch, but always make sure that you are checking out the Locked on Bets podcast with your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. You can send in your reactions to Antonio Brown, to the game against the Atlanta Falcons, to anything Buccaneers, to 813-444-5841, or send us an email, whoops, to Locked on Bucks podcast at gmail.com. Check out everything going on over at BucksNation.com. Follow along on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JRCO underscore Bucks, at DHarrison82, and at Bucks underscore Nation. Hope you all have an absolutely outstanding weekend. Stay safe, stay healthy, wash your hands, be good to one another. Thank you so much for joining us right here at LockedOnBucks. Bucks.